Hebrews 3, 7-19 Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was provoked with that generation, and said, They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we continue our journey kind of through Exodus and through Hebrews. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like fits so well with Sundays and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just we're right in the story. And we're kind of continuing on this idea of the fact that through Jesus, in Jesus, we are this house, Mm -hmm. um, this household of God. And uh, there's some kind of responsibility (laughs) that we're kind of being given in this part of the section here, it's speaking to God's people, talking about not hardening your hearts and, and things like that, and kind of comparing that to the Israelites in the wilderness who didn't enter the promised land. So yeah, very interesting passage. What are some things that stand out? Yeah, I I think for me, as I read these verses, it's hard not to read them as you know a Western uh, 21st century Christian and think about it in individualistic terms. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think back to Israel and that they were able to see all of these amazing things and yet they're the ones who rebelled. And I go, Oh man, is there in me, is there an evil and unbelieving heart? Like what must I do to make sure my house is in order, make sure everything's good to go. And, um, and so the surprising turn in this passage is, verse 13. So it's not like, okay, get your house in order, sweep everything's up, sweep everything up, like do something uh, about yourself, verse 13, but exhort one another hmm. every day as, it's, as long as it's called today. So there's this communal responsibility that we are to undertake that is is sort of the answer of uh, to how do we uh, take care lest there be an evil or unbelieving heart. Like we care for one another and mm-hmm. we preach the word to one another and we encourage one another and exhort one another. And, and we take responsibility for the, the covenant community that we are in the midst of so that uh, we don't fall away and, mm-hmm. and so that we press on and, and continue in the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think this uh, this reference to Psalm ninety five is he he quotes that line uh, today. If you hear his voice, mm. do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, or uh, that's from the original Psalm. But here it says uh, the rebellion. But uh, you know, I I I love that Psalm 
the it starts, Oh, come let us sing to the Lord. Um in verse six it's it says, Oh come, let us worship him, bow down, let us kneel before the Lord, our God and maker, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Then today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. I think that's helpful. You you know, there's kind of two sides to the coin. Don't harden your hearts to this rest that we've been called to enter into. That's what we're called not to do. But what's what's the affirmative like command there? It's to come and kneel before the Lord. It's like this mm. this posture of humility. Mm. And, and I think with this whole idea of faith and unbelief, you know, it, it, it's easy to make it. 100% an intellectual exercise of like, you know, a very like answers and intellectually driven thing. But what what I think we'll really find through the scriptures is that faith in God, it begins with a heart posturing mm-hmm. of humility and that that humbling ourselves before the Lord and encouraging one another to do the same is that is what you know postures us to like enter into the rest of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is very helpful, and I love the Psalm ninety-five because one of the, my questions, as we were reading a little bit, is like, what is the exhortation? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do we exhort each other towards? Yeah, and I do think if like the goal is belief or faith in the heart of the other member of the community then we're essentially pointing people to the gospel, exhorting one another in the gospel, kind of the Psalm 95, like the Lord is our shepherd. (laughs) Um, He, we are the people of his pasture. Uh, He has acted to shepherd us towards rest. He's pointing us towards rest. We need to trust him. Um, We need to remember who we are as his people and who he is as our God and what he's done for us in Christ. And so that's what we're exhorting each other towards. That's what, hopefully like you guys are reminding me of (laughs) whenever even maybe if I'm particularly like seem to be caught in sin or just as part of our rhythms together in life, like Mm -hmm. Will and I are in a community group together and we talk about the gospel like every week Mm -hmm. and we exhort each other in that, you know, keep believing this. And so, yeah, that, that speaks really well to that. And and that encourages me even now. It also reminds me too. one last little thought of just like, I mean, if there's anybody listening, who's, not convinced that it's important to be a meaningful member of a church. I think this really, you're going to struggle with this passage because it really does call us to really meaningful relationships in a local church. Yeah. And on that note, and even to your earlier point about gospel benefits, verse 14 speaks to the spiritual relationship we have, but also one of the profound gospel benefits that comes along with knowing God and says, for we have come to share in Christ. Mm. So, you know, because of the gospel, we are in Christ. We have union with God, but we also share in that union together. So, mm-hmm. so there's this holy communion of saints that exists. So we don't just have a union with Christ, but we are spiritually bonded together, mm-hmm. one another, so that we have a responsibility towards one another, but also a gospel wrought relationship, mm-hmm. a supernatural relationship that wouldn't have existed otherwise, even uh, amongst family, even amongst, you know, uh, people who root for the same sports team, mm-hmm. like like there's such a strong relationship here that's worked by God mm. that ought to cause us to rejoice and be oriented towards one another and work for the good of one another. 
I mean, it's really profound if you really kind of just rest and think about what God did mm. uh, in in working that relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think too, it is so helpful to read this passage, you know, especially to the the point you raised, Jackson, to to read it on on the different tiers of like beware of within yourself an evil unbelieving heart, but beware within your family and within your your church and the the broader household of God. And I think that that's really important be because of this phrase, you know, it says, lest there be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. I naturally read that on a very individualistic, like that person falling away from God. But you know, he goes on and he he uses that rebellion in the wilderness against Moses as, as a key point. And I think what's important to see is that whenever there is unbelief and and, and a, a, a wicked heart sown in a community, hmm. never does that only affect the one person and yeah. that, like everyone else. Like sin is a communal force. Right. It, mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's a broader, you know, warning to, you know, I think the church family, like if we allow there to be, you know, unbelief and, and you know, and, and I don't really mean that on just in like the struggling sense, but like an evil unbelieving heart in our midst. And, and we're kind of fine with that. Cause you know, I'm like, Oh, like I'm good. And you know, my close friends are good. It, eventually leads to this collective we we turn from the lord yeah and i think that's such a great exhortation just as a church and as the fellowship of saints mm-hmm. that we ought to pursue the holiness of one another because that that climate in which we live will inevitably affect how we pursue the lord yes. individually too that's so, that's so true that's so good well May we continue in this belief and not not grumble against the Lord and against the Lord's servants. Well, for Will and Jackson, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.